what we do here is go back, 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 back. It's the worst. Just the. I'm so glad everyone just slammed Russell Wilson because just Terry, he's cheesy. Gosh, he's a wiener. He's just a big wiener. That's all he is. Not a big email, but just a wiener. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I'm Mike McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. Matt Corral is officially in the running for Comeback Player of the Year 2023. Minor setback for a major comeback. Andy, I don't mean to just throw this all at you right here, starting out the podcast. Mm -hmm. We're like, we're talking Raiders, and I just go Matt Corral right off the bat. But how are you? Quick thoughts on that. Well, I mean, we just talked about this rundown for about 10 minutes here. None of it included Matt Corral, and that's fine. You know, I like I like your style there. No, it's uh, I'm feeling good in general, man. Matt Corral is not. And, uh, you know, actually, I like the move by him because you think about it, he was disrespected for being taken so late in the draft. Then he was double disrespected when they traded for Baker Mayfield. So what he did, I believe, intentionally got hurt, and then um, he's going to be out for the year. So then that really drives up his trade value on the market because the fact that, hey, he's resting up, he's watching film, he's going to be ready. And I believe he's he's doing that to force his way out of Carolina, which rightfully so, they're going to stick with Sam Donald and Baker Mayfield. So that's my uh, that's my way of coping with it is saying that Matt Crowell did that intentionally. Well, and it's going to be like, I mean, it's it's one of those like, you're going to see how bad you are without me type of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like when everybody was talking about how Peyton Manning should have got player of the year the year he got injured because of how bad mm-hmm. the Colts were um, the year after, you know, he went, yeah. he went and just like balled out. So, you know, pretty much the same thing. Yeah, which that argument I support but won't bode well for when um, we do our predictions for the NFL season because I do like the Panthers overall. But, yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, Matt Corral, rest up, be easy, man there may be one day where I admit that he uh, maybe wasn't the number one quarterback in this draft class, but that day is not today, my friend. He's hurt, can't tell, even though he did not look great in preseason when he was healthy. But, yeah, I'm excited. Did, did we tell you guys that football was back? Because it certainly is. We uh, not only have the uh, Raiders playing the uh, New England Patriots this week at home, um, we also have the uh, – Paradise Bobcats taking on Williams first. It's week one of high school football on Friday as well. So football is if it was if it was back last week and back the week before, it's definitely back and back and back again this week. So, but yeah, we'll touch on a few things here. Um, we'll get this plane geared up, guided in the right direction. You threw me off a little bit. I know my ground stuff. No, it's okay. It was necessary, but. Raiders did um, have a game last week, played, you know, we're 3-0, by the way, not to brag, but 3-0. They came out victorious against the Miami Dolphins, 15-13. to Full transparency, didn't watch any of the game, saw some clips, just saw that we got the dub. Good with that. Not much to write home about. Um, did you have any thoughts? Did you check out the game at all? Yeah, I got. I watched a little bit here and there, mainly because I had to – back alley website it to uh, be able to watch it uh, so yeah. it was a little more difficult to stay up on top of things but i did see a little bit here and there 
like you said, not a whole lot to write home about. I, we saw our offensive line play as shitty as it's played all all preseason. So that was, you know, one of those things that, that the offensive line, for the most part, had been looking pretty good, um, or, you know, looking better than we kind of thought. And this was definitely a down game for them. Um, I saw plenty of things floating around Twitter about how Alex Leatherwood needs to be cut. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah. We're in full tilt. We're and we're we're in uh, even Raider Nation is in uh, midseason uh, shape. So, yeah, and that's not a good thing. But yeah, I, I mean, definitely, you know, Leatherwood struggled. You know, I, I know that there are some concerns on the O line, which we're actually going to get into here right after this. But yeah, Raiders won, beat the Dolphins, stand defeated. Great to hear. It wasn't televised. It was a tough game to watch, but saw some clips. And you know, I guess some news um, as of last week, actually before the game is. Um, you know, we did trade uh, Nick Mullins to the Vikings for a conditional seventh round pick. So if it wasn't already obvious before, um, Jared Stidham is the clear cut number two backup to Carr in that quarterback room. So some news there. Um, some unfortunate news also is uh, Jordan Jenkins, who I talked about last week. He ended up getting hurt, season ending um, knee injury for him. So we signed him, brought him on, ended up getting hurt, which is very unfortunate. Hope he rests up with Matt Corral as well. But, you know, kind of going back to the O-line, um, definitely as, you know, as we get closer and closer to the regular season, that still is a position group that we don't really have a good grasp on, a firm grasp on. Um, you know, I think some of the other positions are are getting sh- um, shored up as far as, uh, you know, the DBs, um, backers, everything like that. The D-line, you know, it's always been kind of the same with, you know, some we'll see who the rotational guys are, but. Um, the O-line is definitely something that we need to address. Um, so where, what do you think as far as how training camp has gone preseason? Who do you think ends up being, you know, that starting O-line group that goes out that first week against the Chargers? Yeah, it's been really interesting because we've, we've seen, you know, them kind of shuffling people around. You've seen certain players kind of um, exceed at spots. You've seen other guys, i.e. Alex Leatherwood, um, struggling most of the time. But I think they're really just like, you know, shuffling the deck, trying to see who's going to stick where. It's been quite the game of chess trying to figure out, you know, where everybody's going to be at. But I think that one thing that surprised me uh, in general, just because I feel like what we saw of him last year was strictly a guard, but Jermaine Illuminor has been playing pretty well at tackle, filling in that tackle spot. Um, We've seen Lester Cotton play really well at right guard. Um, I think he's kind of uh, starting to shore up that that spot there. What seems to be somewhat up in the air-ish, that right side of the line, but is going to be kind of right tackle and then where we sit at left guard, in my opinion. I feel like at this point, Alex Leatherwood is in a backup spot. I don't see him, you know, cracking that starting line. It's not any like, whoa. Sweet call. Nice, nice news you're breaking here. But I think we're going to see Colton Miller at that left tackle. My boy, John Simpson. I got to ride with him. I'm see him at that left guard position. Andre James at center. Uh, and then we're going to see Lester Cotton at right guard and Illuminor at right tackle. Um, I think one thing that's been interesting, too, is that they haven't quite came out and said where Brandon Parker was as far as like like an official statement on how long he's out for, what exactly happened. I I don't think they've released any of that info yet. So it'll kind of be interesting to see when that actually comes out on, you know, how long we're expecting to not be with him. One would think at this point, it's probably going to be at least eight weeks, if not the season. 
But, you know, that was the one thing that threw threw everything off was him getting hurt because he was kind of sliding into that right tackle spot and expected to essentially be that guy. So, yeah, it's it's probably as up in the air at the very end of the you know preseason than any other position is. But I think you see uh, Dylan Parham and Alex Leatherwood as the two main backup guys for that guard position. I don't know how much I, I see Leatherwood getting in at tackle unless it was like an emergency type thing. Maybe they try to work him in there, you know, later in games where we've got some big leads or something like that. But everything kind of points to, you know, him kind of transitioning to a guard full time and whether he can step up to the plate in, in regards to starting. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but. I feel like John Simpson's going to have a little bit of an edge over Parham at that guard spot. I feel good about that spot because I like Parham. I, I think we saw some good things out of him in, in the preseason so far, um, some promising things. So, yeah, all of this is like, you know, you could throw a deck at a wall and, and it, you know, figure out who's going to stick on on playing this offensive line outside Colton Miller and Andre James. But I think that we are going to see – that type of combination of you got John Simpson at the le- left guard and then Cotton and Illuminor on the right side. So, yeah, definitely agree. I mean, I think that outside of Miller and James, it's like who, who knows, you know, who, who knows what the combination is going to be. Um, but I would agree. I think that's probably if, if we were to, you know, suit up against the Chargers today, that's probably the, you know, O line that we're going to trot out there. We'll see about Brandon Parker there, Mumford, who actually has impressed um, this. This preseason, um, you know, the seventh round pick for us, you know, has um, he's a little banged up. So we'll see where uh, Bram Parker comes back, what his timeline is. Same thing with their Mumford. But I, I, I would agree it's not great to see your first round pick um, from two years ago not be a starter. But um, it's we got to put out the best best five on that line. So just another note, too, um, Raiders did have joint practices with the New England Patriots. Um, they do this once a year, you know, with the team that is traveling, um, either their Raiders are traveling to another team and they practice together or vice versa. So the Patriots came out, did some joint practices against the Raiders um, this week. From every report that I read, it, it seemed like the Raiders dominated on both sides of the ball, which is very encouraging. Didn't seem like the Patriots had an answer for um, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro. Um, surprise, surprise there. But those things are cool because we haven't seen those guys play in the preseason. And, you know, DC um, kind of alluded to this in, in the, his press conference, but this is basically their preseason when they're able to do these joint practices and the scrimmages. Um, because they're able to go 100%, um, also protecting, you know, the quarterback and not they're not taking guys to the ground, you know, super hard, things like that. So it seemed like the Raiders dominated both on the offensive side as well as um, the defensive line. Max Crosby was eating all day. You had mentioned before we recorded, but J.M. Brown had a few picks. Jonathan Abram had a pick six yesterday. So um, it's good to see, especially against a, you know, a New England team that has gone downhill a little bit as far as overall talent wise, obviously losing Brady, you know, and some of those key guys, but um, it's still Bill Belichick. It's still a team that's going to be highly competitive in, in the AFC East. So good to see that um, the Raiders dominated there, but yeah, so we're, we're going to be taking on the Patriots uh, Friday. So um, great to see that our starters did get some reps and I guess we'll, we'll see kind of who shakes out as far as, um, you know, those final roster battles. Um, you know, it's not only, position battles as far as who's going to start, but also who's going to make the team, which is going to be very key as far as going into the season. And those cuts are due. Um, the Raiders got trimmed down to 53 by Tuesday. So August 30th will be their final 53-man roster. Friday will be pretty good indication on who's going to make it just as far as making the team there. So 
we are going to oh, go well, ahead. another another thing to note that it just popped in my head Kenyon Drake cut they released Kenyon Drake so yes. great catch I don't remember exactly how much money he was owed but they decided to cut ties with him which I I mean I guess really shows I, I would say where the team thinks of Amir Abdullah uh, potentially because Kenyon Drake was going to be that kind of role. We weirdly didn't see a crazy amount of him in the preseason. Um, I felt like it, they had quite the rotation of the backs going and felt like he kind of got less reps than a lot of the guys did. But, you know, they're really just sticking with, like, who's best for this system we're doing. It doesn't matter what money you're getting paid. Marley's drinking the loudest water possible. Doesn't really matter how much money you're getting paid, you know, and or you know where you're at. It's like, do you fit this scheme or not? If, I think they had a dead cap hit of like three point five mil or something like that, somewhere around there. And then next year, yeah, they three point five like, this year. They save like three hundred thousand next year or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's three point five million dollar uh, dead cap hit this year. Four point five next year, I believe. Just another terrible contract, John Gruden contract. So Mayock, whoever you want to say, maybe call there um but yeah good call um or good pickup on that because definitely um a big name that that we did cut ties with this this week and yeah you know as far as what they see in amir abdullah um brandon bolden was someone who we kind of always felt was going to make the roster but then zamir white you know they felt very good about where he's at being able to compliment jacobs catch the ball out of the backfield as well and then having abdullah in that scat back kenny on drake role so it's a good problem to have hate the dead cap but that's that's kind of where we're at but so yeah, we're going to get into a few um, regular season, enough of the preseason. We're going to get into a few regular season predictions here. Before we do, Micah, tell the people who this episode is brought to all of us and Matt Corral by. Yeah, of course. Uh, as always, this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. Football fans, join the next generation of fantasy football with Rainmakers Football, the first ever NFT fantasy game from DraftKings. It's the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFLPA. Now you can play all season for millions of prizes by building the ultimate NFT franchise. Right now, everyone can get their first full roster starter pack for free. Playing Rainmakers is simple. Buy, sell, bid, and win player card NFTs of the biggest names in the game through regular drops and auctions on DraftKings Marketplace. Craft lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and earn points for touchdowns, receptions, and more just like your daily fantasy football. Build your NFT franchise and enter free Rainmakers football contests all season long to compete for millions in prizes. The next generation of fantasy sports is here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now, sign up with the promo code TPPN, click the Rainmakers tile, and opt in to get your first card free. Plus, play for millions in prizes all football season while building the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers football. That's promo code TPPN. Build, play, win. Only at DraftKings. Contest entries depend on type of number of NFTs held. Eligibility restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. See DraftKings.com for details. Alrighty. Well, it's on that note. We are we are two company men here. We support DraftKings, and we're going to get into some betting for um, the 2022 offseason. And Micah, this is going to be rapid fire. I'm going to come right at you here. And first one is going to be start you off with a little bit of a layup, bias layup here. But currently, right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook, the Raiders are sitting at a win total of 8.5 on the year. Okay, 8.5. They are the least favorite 
team to win the AFC West at number four. And that those odds are plus 650, by the way, in case anyone's interested in jumping on the Raiders taken over the AFC West. But what I'm going to ask you is, Mike, at Raiders, over under 8.5 wins for the 2022 season. I mean, that's a hard over for sure. I feel like that's the can't lose pick of the year. Anybody as an NFL fan in general should go hammer that over. I mean, I I think that they probably get to that point because of like um, you're looking at all, you know, how much everybody loves the Chiefs, the Chargers and the Broncos. So they're looking at it and say, well, someone's got to be the odd man out, but ain't going to be us. Ain't going to be me. Hammer that over. Hammer the over. Broncos Nation, let's not ride. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let's ride. It's the worst. Just the, I'm so glad everyone just slammed Russell Wilson because just Terry, he's cheesy. Gosh, he's a wiener. He's just a big wiener. That's all he is. Not a big you know, but just a wiener. He's also married to Sierra, so whatever good for you, dude. But anywho, uh, yeah, I think it's just a lot of, you know, when you look at the ascending chargers, the Chiefs of the Chiefs and the Broncos getting uh, Russell Wilson, yeah. Get it? I get it that we're not the favorite, but the fact that we're eight point five, man, like come on, that's that's just that's disrespectful. Okay, cool. Now here's what we're gonna do is also going into the on the offensive side. So if you were under a rock all off season, um, here's some breaking news. But the Raiders did add Devonte Adams to their team, um, and so what that gives us is a three headed monster with Adams, Waller, Renfro. Now my question is. Do you see that group, those three, going over 3,000 total receiving yards? Um, so not every one of them to get 1,000 a, a yards this year. could be that way. But do you see that core group getting over 3,000 receiving yards? Let's set the line at 299.5. 2,999 yards, 0.5. Over, under. Is it a 3,000-yard season for that trifecta of a receiving squad micah what say you yeah i'm gonna say it is and here's why i and you know i'm not gonna at all put it past Devonte adams to you know put up 1500 yards and you know the other guys have to just hit 750 a piece but guess what everybody's getting a thousand yards all three of them only five trios have ever done that in the nfl so make it number six yeah, it's happening. I'm betting the over on that. Not only because, you know, you're saying just 3,000 yards combined, but they're all three getting 1,000 yards, stamping in the books right now. Love that. Love the optimism there. Um, got two more for you. Give me your AFC West standings predictions. Okay, you don't have to give the, the records, you know, win-loss record, but how do you see the AFC West shaping up? I just, you know, told you that. Raiders are the least favorite plus 650 as far as winning the AFC West. But give me your AFC West prediction on August 25th, knowing that it will for certain turn out this way. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, I got to have the Raiders winning this thing. And and really, I'll say, because now more than ever, I'm confident about that happening and you know where we're at on being able to compete. Yes, all the other teams are very good. But we're going to go Raiders at one, Chargers at two, Chiefs three, Broncos at four. So Raiders one, Chargers two, Chiefs three, Broncos four. Love it. Love to see that. Okay, now this is a special one. This is a bonus bonus question for you before um, we send the people away. I'm going to put the line at 21 and a half 
for the regular season. Okay. 21 and a half rally beers. Okay. Now this is a beer that it's through, you know, through the game. Let's say, Hey, I'm going to have a beer, watch the game. Okay. Maybe you're going to have a couple of beers, but this is specifically on the rally beer where you need to pop one more top just because it's crunch time. And this is for, we got 17 games that we're playing um, this year. I'm going to set the line at 21 and a half. How many rally beers do you think you will have, or I will have either one. You can pick either or, okay. We'll probably be watching these together. How many rally beers do you think we'll need specifically for the Raiders this 2022 season? Dang, that's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a couple things that you need to take into consideration, and that's going to be what games are not at 10 a.m., right, when we're watching these games. So games that will be eligible to be having beers for, we got church in the morning on Sundays. We're not crushing beers for the game. I promise you that. So that being said, 14 out of our 17 games are all at 125 or later or 105 at afternoon. Or, And that's actually because a, a Kansas City game is TBD right now, mm-hmm. um, the very last game. So we could very well have, I mean, it's damn near all of our games. Uh, wow. I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's a good poll by you. Only three. Yeah. Only three 10 a.m. games right now this year. Yeah. So huge for us West Coast Christians. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> who uh who was it? Tosh. Uh, Daniel yeah, Tosh had a had a time <laughs> bit about that. But anyways, I'm gonna hammer the over on that to be honest with you, mainly because of the number of games that we have we will be eligible to be drinking beers for. But I think that there's always going to be a time that we need to rally. I feel like it's not going to be super often that we're just blowing people out where we're like, we're good, we're coasting to the end. And as Raider fans, we know that you never coast to the end, right? It's not. It's literally not done until zeros are across the board. So I think there's going to be plenty of time for a rally beer like that because you're talking about at least once a game and then seven more, on, or you said 21 and a half, so eight more on top of that. I definitely think there's eight games within those 14 that we're going to need two rally beers for sure. So it's true or more. Well, so yeah, I'm going to take the over on that. I agree with that sentiment An incredible analysis by you as far as the breakdown of 10 a.m. games to afternoon plus games. Um, now I, I will tell you where we're probably going to um, be able to, we'll just say this is the RTP podcast bet. Okay. For, for the beers here. Where, we're, where I think we're going to get a head start on is um, I, I don't think I told you this, but I'm actually traveling for work in October. And so my boss said, Hey, I want you to come out, out here, gave me a couple weeks and I I'm flying out on a Sunday afternoon, which is not ideal right now. I planned my trip according to number one, my home schedule. I want to make sure it made sense there. And then the Raiders schedule. So I picked the, um, I I picked October 9th to travel on that Sunday because the Raiders are playing the Chiefs Monday night that following day. So I think if we're ever going to maybe even exceed the line, maybe maybe cover that bet early week four is what it looks like, um, or at least get a good head start. It's going to be when I'm by myself in Austin, Texas at some one-off sports bar losing my mind about Raiders Chiefs and no one's going to understand. They're still probably thinking that there, you know, it's all Cowboys fans out there, or maybe people that hate or love Deshaun Watson. Who's to say? But yeah, I think we're going to get a good head start on that one. So, um, yeah, I like that bet. I like the optimism by you. 
And I think that's something that we just need to honor if that is the case. And if it's necessary, it needs to be necessary rally beers, right? Um, but yeah, absolutely, and I can't just can't just call them a rally beer to call them a rally beer. Correct, and and that's way different than just your standard beer during the game, and way different than a celebratory beer or a um, you know a depressing should have won that game beer. You know, mm. um, it's a perfect excuse to just have another beer. Mm-hmm. The Raiders need this. The Raiders need this rally, and so does our uh, so does our over. I need to hit the over. Yeah. So absolutely cool. Well. Just getting more excited as, as the days come here um, for the regular season. As a reminder, um, week one is September 11th. Always remember, never forget, um, September 11th. Shout out Brian Nails. It's his birthday. Um, Raiders taking on the Los Angeles Chargers week one, 125. Got a, two and a half weeks, my friend, and then we're on. Let's ride. Broncos country. Let's ride. Let's ride. So dumb. Let's ride. Wiener. Russell Wilson. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> who's sorry? Who's the dude? Uh, sorry, who's who's uh, Sierra's ex? Is that her name? Sierra. Sierra yeah. Sierra. Um, it's not two chains. No, this is gonna be oh. this is gonna be E40. a whole segment for us. Not E forty either. It's either mm-hmm. designer or um, designer. Oh, uh, that's a rapper. That's a rapper's name. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's him. I think uh, there's someone else that. Say I'm designing to like that. Using AutoCAD design to like that. Uh, yeah, I don't, let me see here. Flowrider. No. Future. Is it future? Uh, it is future. There it is. Yes. Future is the answer. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, dude, why don't we have him perform at halftime for a Schrader Rocket game? Like, yes. Let's make it happen. That's right. That's right. Cool. All right. Well, obviously, very hard hitting content at the end, as usual, but very excited for the season. Raider Nation, we love you guys. We'll keep tabs, keep our nose to the grindstone, ear to the ground for all the Raiders news that are coming through. And hopefully, we get into this regular season, polishing up each positioning group get our depth chat depth chart lined up and that 53 man roster will be solidified by Tuesday. So until then, Raider nation, love you guys. Peace out. Go Raiders Friday, go Bobcats Friday, Micah, go you every day. That's all I got. Appreciate it. Yeah, as always, we appreciate the love. Please share, subscribe, rate, review. Give us those five stars on Apple podcasts. Go check out the website. Go check out the YouTube. We got football. Football's even closer. Like Andy said, if you guys haven't noticed, football is back. Uh, And I don't know if we can talk about it enough. So, yeah, we will see y'all next week. uh, And hopefully Raiders can go out here, get a dub against the Patriots, go 4-0. You know, ride good into the regular season. So we love y'all, and we will talk to you next week.